Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Guys, it's the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. What's going on? Yo, how you doing, peoples? You feeling good? You doing hot? You doing right? Okay. And I think one second. Um, oh, you gra- <laughs> Justin's been talking. Oh, dude. So for the first part of the podcast, it sounded like I was alone again. Justin picked up the wrong mic, and that I unplugged completely. So I don't think you guys heard any of what did you What did you say? I think I was saying it's hot here. Oh. I was trying to to get in with your comments. Guys, next. I cannot even believe Justin's unprofessionalism. <laughs> And you know what? What's more unprofessional is we're not going to start over, guys. No, it's only been a minute, but that's and a minute we gotta, too long. Here's the thing. We got to also um, apologize about uh, the release of our episode on Friday. It's the first one we missed. I went out of town. <laughs> I didn't have my laptop. And then Justin was too busy to come pick up oh, the episode. Oh, I was episode. not too busy. Maya was out partying. Okay. Maya was too busy, and you were at busy as well. We were both busy. It's a perfect storm. So the Friday episode came out on Sunday, so I hope you guys aren't mad about that. But we're back on schedule, guys. We're back on schedule. We already recorded our guest for this week, so it will go up on Friday. <laughs> but Dude, yeah, Dad. it's been a it's been a good good uh, good week. I was texting. I texted my on Friday. I was like, I'll come get it. She's like, I'm not here till I'm not gonna be here till two or whatever. She's like, maybe come tomorrow because uh, uh, my little baby sister's sleeping over. And I was like, oh cool. I haven't seen you know her in a while. Yeah. Then I go to Facebook Messenger, be like, maybe I'll see you this weekend. Realize she had unfriended me. Why? I don't know. We got to get to the bottom of this. She used to love your uh, your status updates. Maybe they got too intense for her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, t- I texted Maya. I was like, yeah, she uh, unfriended me. So Did Maya think that was funny? <laughs> well, here's where it got weird. Then Maya... I had to stop texting back. Oh, Maya point. told Aubrey to Ma- friend you? Maya told Aubrey. Then Aubrey gets on Maya's phone is like, this is Aubrey, and starts texting me on Maya's phone as Aubrey being like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And it literally was like five minutes. I just didn't respond because I was busy. And then she's like, if you don't, she's like, please accept my friend request. Sent you a new one as an accident. If you don't and like accept my friend request, I'll cry. And I was like, such a manipulation tactic. Oh, man. I was like, Jeremiah would have a field day with this. <laughs> and I'm going to. Let's start the teardown right now. No. Uh, no, it, was just, it just made me realize the different tactics. And what a 20, how a 20-year-old would handle that situation, how a 25-year-old would handle that situation. Because I just would have been like, oh, sorry, dude. That's it. Re-add me. I think it was an accident. But I'm like, I don't know. Girls always do that pretend cry and stuff. Oh, oh, dude! I didn't tell you. I uh, tell me. I for the first time this past week, <laughs> you in cried. Class was able to cry. Really? First time. I didn't even have to force it. Wow! And I just made came. some other girls in my class cry from me crying. Wow! I was like, oh, feeling like a real actor. Yep. So it's a big breakthrough, guys. Dude, congrats on that. That's great. Dude, there are so many hotties in there, though. It's oh, like, dude, you should share what you. 
your status on Facebook, what you put, because that's really funny. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my teacher was just like, you keep bringing in makeout scenes. <laughs> He's like, uh, you know, you can bring in whatever you want. It's a safe place. But, you know, just know you're probably creeping out some of these girls. <laughs> I was like, you bastard. But it's, I mean, you know, the reason why I am bringing a lot of makeout scenes to class, it's not to make out with girls. It's because I want to work on my vulnerability. Is that what it is? Yeah, honestly. Like, I, I have a huge thing with PDA. So I was like, get better at that. Cause, okay. So, you know. But yeah. then I, like, I do, you know, when I'm kissing, I get lost in the moment, and I've been tonguing, so I don't know if that's allowed or not. Okay. <laughs> don't right. make me creepy, man. Ooh. All right, whatever, dude. You've never, have you ever kissed a girl in acting class? No, just in a movie. Yeah, you don't know what it's like. I had an acting class. I did it with people around me on set. Well, did you did you hold back or you just lose yourself in the moment? I lost exactly. So don't judge me, man. Wait, what? That makes no your your argument is against yourself this way, because I'm saying that I did it, and then you're like, so you don't know how to do it. No, I'm saying <laughs> you did it. You said you lost yourself in the moment. You're judging me for tonguing a girl. But that's just me losing myself in the moment. That's how I kiss. Okay, Justin. See, that's what Every, winning an argument sounds no, like. No, no. Everything has to be blown out of proportion <laughs> with Justin. And it has to be a TNT drama, <laughs> which Justin has <laughs> appeared on before. Everything has to be major crimes with you, dog. Everything. That's okay. Whatever. How was you? were in La Jolla, right, man? Yeah, dog. Yeah, nah. you make you make that money. Yeah, man. I uh, I didn't I didn't tell you about this, but um, so this is the first time went down to La Jolla. I've been down there a bunch. Uh, the old talent coordinator Tommy he used to send me down there a lot. He was good to me with that. Uh, this the new talent coordinator Adam. He sent me down there, but he had me featured this time, which I've never done down there. I've featured before, but never Not in La Jolla. La Jolla. I've never been allowed to do that much time. Was it all all? Like rich white crowd. That's our dude. Very there. white, very white. I made jokes about each show because there's like a handful <laughs> of black people in there. That's each a show. very rich part of town. Oh, dude, it's insanely rich. It's not. It's to paint a picture. It's next to like I think a Porsche dealership, and <laughs> it's like next to two really nice dealerships, basically. Yeah, and it's super close to the beach, so. That's not your like usual uh, demo, though. So that's always interesting to me that you go down there. Yeah, I, well, I mean, uh, the crowds are. It's one of my favorite clubs. It's my second favorite club to perform at. It's the Comedy Store in L.A. Then the Comedy Store in La Jolla. It's a great club. And if I record an album, I would definitely want to do it in that room because mm. the laughs and everything. It just sounds really good. But uh, so I featured the first night at twenty, and then the the uh, each show, two shows, and then the second show uh, they wanted me to do even a little bit more time. So I was glad that they uh, liked what I was doing, um, gave me more time. And whenever I go down there, the last couple of times I have brought DVDs basically that I burned to myself uh, of different sketches, impressions, different uh, stand-up bits that I put. On a DVD, and I've tried to sell it as merch the last couple times. Mm-hmm. I will maybe be lucky whenever I open uh, the show or host. Maybe if I sell one or two the entire weekend, and that's like good if I sell anything. Yeah. 
dude, this time, because I did more time and I just had great shows, I ended up selling all of the DVDs that were in my box. How many were there? I want to say there was at least... Ten, uh, at least twelve to fifteen in there, wow. and I ended up making uh, like a little over one hundred and fifty bucks. Damn, from selling merch. From selling merch. So this was like were a you pretty all pissed m- that you were like, why didn't I bring more? No, not really. I mean, it was more like I was so grateful for that to happen. There was uh, the last show. There was multiple people who came up to me that were like, "Hey, can I buy your DVD?" Because they just like plugged it at the end of the show. I'm like, I'm out. They're like, ah. Would have bought it, but it just made wow. me. It's, it was kind of a milestone for me because it made me feel really good that people wanted to see more of my stuff after the show, and that they wanted to see what other things that I do. So it was just it was super encouraging. Basically, I felt like it was like a nice, refreshing uh, sign that someday, like eventually, whenever I'm headlining. And whenever I have actual real merch that's nicely printed and everything, yeah, sell that, some shirts that I could that I could potentially sell uh, stuff to help out because it paid for my gas and meals over the weekend. So I'm super grateful about that. Yeah, and it was exciting. I was like, these people come up to me, they're wanting my DVD, and I'm like, man, this is this is cool, man. Like I'm a real comic, baby. It it felt very good. You uh, know what though. I think it's time we stop saying we feel like real comics. We are real comics, Jeremiah. Oh no, we are. We've been in the game. I mean, I've 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 been calling myself a real comic for for years. Uh, yeah. And I identify absolutely. I mean, we we make money doing gigs. I mean, we we both don't work day jobs. We, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's yeah. That's something, right? Right, mom. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mom, are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Listen, we're real comedians. Listen, that's funny. Uh, we, uh, me and Jeremiah, auditioned for something very similar on Friday. Yeah, actually, not just similar. Like it was the, the same, same audition. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, so we can't really talk about too much what it was basically it's an nbc sketch show mm-hmm. so we we're on the universal lot and right. uh justin calls me afterwards uh to give me advice on how to do the audition because he's a good friend uh he gave me some pointers like this is what's gonna go down in the room this is what i experienced i felt good about mine do this kind of thing and you'll do you'll do good uh so he calls me and but he left out that how hard it was to find this place. <laughs> He'd like that like because as, <laughs> as soon as I got there and I was as uh, I got lost, I was like, "Why did Justin if he was nice enough to tell me what to do in the room? Like, why didn't he say it's really difficult to find?" Dude, because I thought you had been there before cuz you auditioned a bunch at NBC. I right. thought you had auditioned for the show before. Dude, so I'm like, oh, he knows It was where it not is. in the same building <laughs> at all. It was like on the opposite side of the lot. Yeah, I was and, like, I should ask Jeremiah. And if you so for somebody who's never been on the lot, maybe you've taken a tour of the Universal lot. There's like trams and stuff going by. There's people that are that are uh checking in for wardrobe for different uh films or different TV shows, all this stuff. I get lost, and I'm with a group of other lost actors that are looking for this sketch show. We don't know where it is. Everybody's about to be late for their audition time. <laughs> Some guys are like 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late already. And uh, there's a tram that's going by, <laughs> and I run across in front of it, and I stop the tram. And I'm like, hey, 
do you know where the Johnny Carson building is? And the guy stops the tram, and <laughs> the lady who's doing the announcements, the tour, she's like, what? She's like so distracted. Yeah, she's, she's like, like no, no, she's like, like, no, I have no idea. She had to stop the tour. <laughs> she's like off the mic. She's like, I have no idea. And then he's, she's like, uh, the guy goes, uh, yeah, we, we don't know where it's at. I'm like, okay, thanks. And I turn around, and there's a guy in a golf cart, <laughs> and he come, he goes, hey, come over here. And I go, yeah? He goes, you can't be stopping trams like that. <laughs> they get really upset about that around here. He goes, where are you going? I was like, uh, it's for this NBC sketch show, the Johnny Carson building. He goes, just hop in. I'll give you a ride there. So I hop in his golf cart, and he gives me a ride there. And the group that I was with didn't even see me stop the tram. So I just disappeared. And then I'm all of a sudden in this golf cart driving by them. And I just I just wave at them. And I motion them to wave along like, I know where we're going. Follow me. So I'm just waving them. And they are just like looking at me like, uh, how did he? What did? Where did he? How did he get in that golf cart? It was pretty pimp, actually. That yeah. I like. It looked like I had the connect, and I just got a ride. And I was like, "Come on, let's go!" Yeah, so dude. Everybody followed me to the uh, to the audition. <laughs> I get there. I'm nice and cool because I've had the nice breeze. <laughs> because it was a hot day. I had the nice breeze of the wind blowing on me from the the golf cart, and I go in nice and smooth. Everybody else is all sweaty. Everything going in, and uh, the audition went well. Well, that's good. It was so fast. They were snapping at me to go along. Dude, that was crazy. Basically, uh, what was weird about this audition is, so we were supposed to showcase characters, but they said if we were going too long in a character, they would start motioning us to wrap up that character and move on. Super distracting. (laughs) Like, insane. But it's to the point where I think Justin and I have done enough of these and we've been doing comedy enough where it didn't throw us. Dude, if I was if that was an early audition for me, that would have freaked me out so much. I would be like, uh, uh, oh, this is going bad. Yeah. Uh, uh. No, I just took a breath, finished. I was like, yeah. It's also like kind of similar to getting the light. Like you can't really. Yeah, you just got to start wrapping it, it up. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's always surreal walking on that lot, though. Walking by Faith it New is. York City, especially by all the tourists who are taking pictures of random things, and they see you just walking around, and they're just like, Yeah, who is like that guy? T- like they're taking a tour of what I'm doing. Yeah. But who knows when we'll get a call back. Yeah, I don't it know. Happens. There's no timeline. That's the thing I don't like about theatrical auditions is just like we'll contact you. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like commercial audition, callbacks are next Wednesday. Oh, it's next Wednesday. I yeah. One. That'd be nice to know. Yeah. That'd be nice to know for sure. I don't know. What else happened uh, with your week? I'm going to check on uh, the pizza, so maybe <laughs> tell. Uh, we uh, we cook a lot of pizzas uh, um, while we do this podcast now because we get hungry. But, yeah, tell us something where it doesn't involve uh, my participation for just a, like a minute. <laughs> you could have just left. I could have fucking done it all smooth without them noticing. All right, boys and girls, while Jeremiah's gone, I'll tell you what's really going on in my life. Uh, I got some girl drama, of course. Of course, guys. There, uh, I go to this dodgeball party right after my show. This girl who I've casually hooked up with before starts, uh, she starts being like, why didn't you tell me you were coming? And I was like, because I don't got to tell you anything. And you're not my girlfriend. You're not any, we're not anything. We haven't been anything for months. And uh, then she, she tries to, uh, and by the way, we're in an after hours club. Uh, so it's like. People are smoking marijuana inside, which I thought was crazy. 
Uh, so this girl, you know, she's like, come take a picture with me in the photo booth. And I was like, I'm not taking a picture in the damn photo booth. And, uh, then, so to do a power move in front of everybody, she makes me hold her purse in front of the whole freaking thing. And then what's crazy is someone, so my friend is sitting next to me and then she switches with the friend and like my other friend notices like, what are you trying to hit on Justin? Uh, girl who would not be named and she's like oh no I'm not trying to hit on Justin I've fucked Justin I was like oh my god have you yeah this is a whole hookup but I'm saying who says that in front of 12 people I've fucked this guy yeah that's not very classy that's pretty pretty bold and she's supposed to be a Christian girl whoa so that's what's uh what's going on and then uh you know it's just drama so I just dodgeball parties man dude it sounds like the place to be I know. I just found out Jeremiah's upstairs neighbor is my dodgeball captain. And uh, they yeah, I just met her today. She seems really nice. Yeah, man. It's uh, guys. I had five auditions this past week. All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's dude. Congrats. That's freaking great. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, dude, the the casting office for commercial that uh, finally. Uh, I booked my first job with finally gave me an audition again. It's been like six months since I've seen them. Wow. And they were like, you look different. And I was like, what's up? And they still remembered my name. Like, really? Was, yeah. And I was like, she's like, oh, my God. Like, gave me a hug. I felt like weird because she gave me a hug and nobody else. And I was like, all right. Wait, and who is this again? I got lost. This is the casting director that booked me on my first commercial. Oh, cool, 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 cool. The one where I was like, I shouldn't have sent them. Gift cards, because now it looks like a like I'm too needy. Because they didn't call me in after that for six months. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe they just didn't like your type. I don't know. I don't know how they work. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, yeah, keep going. So, so she hugs you and yeah. What else? So uh, auditioned for that, guys. Auditioned for some movies. But uh, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen out there in the big wide world? It's all—it's fall pilot season. No, fall season. Fall TV season. I don't know. It's already yeah. September. Halloween's next month, boys and girls. Are you getting toned? Did you ever dress as a sexy Halloween character? No. <laughs> I would think you would do it for comedic purposes. Uh, I well, I dressed as a baby once. I well, maybe oh I was a sexy baby. <laughs> the creepiest thing to dress. Sexy I dressed as. in a in a diaper and a bonnet and went to a party and that's all I wore. Did, did Shoe, you get, like get shoes reaction? Oh yeah, I was dan this is like uh, before I was dating Maya and these girls who were dancing with me they thought it was so funny. <laughs> I was like dancing and I'm like, man, I can't I can't grind too much with these girls. I don't want to pop a boner in a diaper. <laughs> oh, a, you can't pop a boner in a diaper. That's just what a wrong. great great story that would be. I made that weird man baby pop a boner in his oh, diaper. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Uh, dude, so last night was that Oddball. Yeah, which is, if you guys don't know, this Oddball Festival is getting like 15,000 people. Like, they're like stadium tours. Yeah, so Funny or Die, basically, has been doing this Oddball tour across the U.S., if you're not familiar with it. And the biggest comics have been a part of it. Uh, last night, who was there? Uh, Louis C.K. headlined. Aziz Ansari went before him. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, Did you see any of Bill Burr. Yeah, I saw all those guys. Jim Gaffigan, Bill Burr, uh, Marin went on right after 
uh, I think the intermission or something. Jeff Ross was there. Dude, how do they handle crowds that big? Because I, I, I'm like, it's so hard to handle. Like, I think the largest crowd I've been in front of is like 300. I'm like, that's so hard to handle that many people. I can't imagine. Well, the thing, it's a different kind of pacing because I was, I was studying it last night because I've never been to an outdoor concert before. You can't expect your jokes to hit in the same way because a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, if people, er, especially early on in the show, it sounds like you're bombing. People are paying attention, but then not everybody's seated yet, so there's a lot of distractions. So you just gotta know kind of the rhythm of your jokes, and it's a little bit slower because mm. uh, you, you just have to pause a little bit for, you know, the people to get it all the way back. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so the sound is traveling. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you can't go insanely fast, which Aziz was doing that, and I was like, I actually was not nothing against Aziz, but I wasn't a a big fan of his set. What's he getting last laughs? He was, but it was just, uh, I don't know. I got a little bit tired of it. It was just like a lot of uh, men are like this, women are like this. It was like, mm. that was a huge chunk of a set. Like, men could never do that. Women women can do this, but men could never do that. Men could do that, but women could never do that. Like that style of, yeah. of humor. And so everyone was doing like 20? Uh, dude, Louis did 45. Damn. Bill Burr did, I think, 25. And that's all one show? Yeah, it was a long show. Dude, people get tired at the end? Well, yeah, you can also leave, too. Yeah. Dude, Dave Chappelle, he popped in after Louis. Like, Louis was announced his last comic, and then the DJ goes, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> we got one more special guest, and I know you're going to want to stay for this. Dude, whenever. So, they, and, and then um, he didn't say, please welcome to the stage, Dave Chappelle, or anything. He said, I know. You're gonna want to stay for this, and then it's just like this loud, awesome rap music starts playing, and the lights start like changing stuff. You just see this black guy in a sleeveless shirt and a and a and a hat slowly walking towards the mic stand and a stool, and you're like, "Who is it?" I knew who it was because I. Uh, but anyway, everybody else, I'm just like thinking, this is what they they would have been thinking. You're like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" The cameras. They finally show them because they have uh, like kind of jumbotron things on each side of the stage at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, mm-hmm. and they've been like shooting the whole show so the people in the very back can also see them on the big monitors, dude. So it cuts to a close up of him, and you still can't see it because his hat is covering his eyes, and then he looks up and the and the light hits his face, and the whole stadium just goes. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in comedy. Wow. It was, dude, just them. They didn't even announce his name, but as soon as the lights hit his face, and the, you, whenever he looked up, and then the stage lights were on him, and the cameras showed him on the big monitors, just everybody just started flipping out. Isn't it crazy, too, to me, is that he has been out of the limelight for 10 years. That's that's how he's like already gonna be like no matter what he does, he's going to be a legendary comedian. Like yeah. even if he quit forever, but like I think, dude, he didn't bring material to stage. He just riffed, Jeez. and he's like he's like I don't really have anything to work on. I just wanted to you know stop by and uh, I don't really have any material. Just wanted to say hey to you guys, and the car's like yeah. And he's like all right, have a good night. He was out there for like ten minutes. 
but he knew that the show was long, so he he knew to not like run the light and go crazy. Yeah. But it was awesome, man. Frick, it was so freaking cool. But the reason why I was there was uh, actually let me check on this pizza and you talk about something else. It's like it's about <laughs> well, to start live, burning. Living us, living, leaving us on a cliffhanger, guys. Uh, all right, so we'll just hop in back to my other girl story. So then, right, we're back in there. Girl's like, I fucked him, whatever. Then I'm talking to this other girl who I got drama with, who I'm just going to let you guys know, she kicked me off my dodgeball team uh, for my va- for, uh, my my team for a tournament. I'm talking to her. Another of my friends got to drama with her, throws a glass at her. It's just uh, all pandemonium. Then people are coming up to me like, uh, you got to pick sides. You got to pick sides. I'm like, I'm not going to pick sides. I'm not a fucking high schooler. I'm not picking anybody's side. So uh, we did that. I got a bunch of text messages. And then I trying to, you know, cool it all over with uh, some emojis. Uh, did not work, guys. But uh, that's, that's where my life's at. Hey, look, uh, our boy Jeremiah's back. That was the perfect amount of time because my story's over. Oh, great. So this is why I was at uh, the Funnier Die Oddball Fest. Not just to watch it, but, guys. The Negro Wave, which I've talked about a little bit on here. Are uh, you allowed to say through, Negro? Yeah, through the roast battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's still considered, yeah. Um, and that's the actual name. Uh, there's other versions of the, the name of the group that I won't <laughs> say on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, so the reason why I'm there, uh, with the roast battle and the Negro Wave, basically Ron Funches had seen us one night whenever he was the celebrity guest judge on the panel for that show. And we just, you know, we did our thing, and uh, he really liked it and thought it was really funny. So he asked us to basically, the, for, yes, the Negro Wave, Jamar Neighbors, uh, myself, um, uh, Quinta, Kisol, Jack Knight, Garrick Bernard, and Valentino McCoy to be his posse, basically, for his set. So basically do all the crazy antics that we usually do as the Negro Wave, but do it as his hype men for his set. So Ron Funches invited us to do that at Oddball, and we went up. It went um, Grant Cotter cold opened the show. Then he brought up Brody Stevens, and Brody Stevens brought up Byron Bowers, and then uh, Ron Funches went on. And so I was basically, I, I quote-unquote, like I was part of the performance, and I was on the main stage at Oddball, and it was... One of the coolest things that, uh, like, comedically that's happened to me <laughs> yet. Yeah. It's just, I wasn't doing stand-up, but I was just contributing and being stupid. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And then Brody interviewed me for, like, 10 seconds after the set. Because he's like, it's like, why is there a white guy <laughs> uh, in the way? He's like, get back here. It's like a white guy from Kansas. How did you get in the wave? I was like, I got initiated. <laughs> it was just cool because you said that on the mic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. At That's that, gotta be crazy saying something in front of that many people, dude. At that point, it was like there was at least six thousand people in there. Yeah, like it was starting to fill up more and more. Like as you know, the bigger names uh, went on later in the show. But pretty awesome, man. It was pretty crazy. A very wow. cool experience. It's these moments that we live for. Well, it just fueled me. Whenever you get uh, like opportunities like that, it just fuels you. So I wasn't, I wasn't officially on the bill or anything. Like nobody knew, nobody that went to Oddball was like, oh, I'm gonna see Jeremiah. Right. But the fact that uh, this is just like a, a step, it just fuels you to want to officially be a part of it. Yeah, get your name on that bill. 
Yeah. And it's just kind of inspiring. You're, you're seeing buddies who you know and you've worked with for years on the lineup. Uh, I was really proud of uh, Grant Cotter and Byron Bowers just because I know those guys really well, and they both did great. It was just really cool to see. I don't know. Very, very fun. Very fun. Very fun weekend. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. This is, uh, I guess we'll end this podcast on a positive note. Yeah. They ro- keep living your dreams, boys I, and girls. I, I got to tell you what my entrance was uh, because I've, I've, I'm very proud of, <laughs> of this. Uh, so Jamar is like the hype ma- man for Ron's set, and he has like a mic the whole time. And uh, so he, whenever uh, they Brody introduces Ron Funches, Jamar comes out with a mic and starts hyping up the crowd to get them ready for Ron's set. And Valentino, he wheeled me out in a trash can. I was inside of a trash can. <laughs> And I pop out of a trash can. I start shooting silly string everywhere. I start going nuts. And I had this wife beater on that's the in Sharpie said Ron Funches. And then just like Hulk Hogan, I ripped it down the middle in half and then threw it. And then the rest of the, the set I had my shirt <laughs> off for. That's so funny. It, it was pretty fun. Jamar was throwing his albums out of the audience. They're throwing box of ramen noodles. Uh, They're throwing pregnancy tests, condoms. <laughs> They're acting like they're doing cocaine. Uh, Ron had a guy who was just rolling a blunt, lighting it for him, and and they were smoking it on stage. It How was long crazy. Was set? Uh, Twelve minutes. Jesus. They needed three minutes. They cut three minutes of his time so he they could clean up after us. Because <laughs> they had to take brooms and put down a plastic tarp before his set. Yeah. Because it's so messy. Dude, that's awesome. It was a lot of fun. You got a journal about it. Oh, I, I definitely will. <laughs> uh, you have anything you want to plug going on this week, buddy? Yeah, I got a, I got a show on Thursday uh, doing Cornell Reed show. And then Friday I'm at uh, I'm in WeHo at Teddy's show. I don't know the venues because I haven't been there yet, but they're good shows. They're well-respected shows. I'll throw them up on Twitter. Awesome. Check out the Rose Battle every Tuesday at midnight. If I'm in town, I will be there with my boys, the Negro Wave. And... Uh, Other than that, I'll be at the Comedy Store throughout the week. You can catch me there, and I'll post other shows on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh, and we tried to sell out last week, and we only did pop culture stuff, and uh, it didn't do that well on the podcast. So I guess you guys want to keep hearing our story. Yeah, we're back back to being us. (laughs) When you told that story about you looking out into the crowd, all I could think about was like, what if you came on them? That's where my mind went. Thank you for that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs>